You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Uh, our vet, Pete Weatherburn, is here. Hi, Pete. Good morning. Good morning to you. I have a couple of queries in on the telephone. People knew you were coming along. Oh, I love it when that happens. And uh, joining us now is uh, Caroline, who's on the line. And oh, poor old uh, Caroline, a bit of trouble with your pet, Caroline. Yes, indeed. I um, I am my, my black Labrador. Uh, he's about two years old, and last night he started vomiting uh, six or seven times, and I thought maybe he had eaten something. Mm-hmm. So uh, I let it go, but then he started uh, blood started coming from his back passage. Oh dear! So I I rushed him to the vet late last oh, night. Yes, and yeah. uh, the vet has said uh, he believes it's parvo. Okay. And I'm very, very, very worried about him. Has, has he done a, a, a test to prove that it's parvo? No, he hasn't. He he uh, treated him for parvo, but he also treated him for uh, poison, poisoning. Because th- we live rurally and uh, we would put a lot of rat poison down. Yes. And uh, he was worried that it could be that either, but he was erring on the side that he reckoned it was parvo. Did he have a high temperature? Uh, yes, he did. Okay, because the I mean the, the key signs of parvo are a high temperature with bloody vomiting and diarrhea, and that certainly sounds like you're, you're there was, dog there was no uh, sorry, Pete. There was no blood in his vomit. It was just okay, in the diarrhea, pure yeah. blood coming out yeah. of his his back passage. There was nothing else. There was uh, no diarrhea or anything like that. It was just pure blood. But there are other things that can cause that other than parvo. And to make the specific okay. diagnosis of parvo, you have to actually take a sample and have it analysed for the virus particles. Um, right. Um, and you said your dog's been vaccinated against parvo. Yeah, he was vaccinated. I'm, I'm religious about it. He was vaccinated yeah. last August. So, so you know, there'd be, be quite rare really for it to be parvovirus if he's been vaccinated uh, so recently that'd be exceptionally unusual mm-hmm. um, so um, but look there's, there's lots lots of other possible causes the main thing I think is that regardless of the cause with these cases um, generally the treatment is very similar which is um, you know giving supportive care with intravenous fluids antibiotics mm-hmm. sometimes pain relief sometimes giving even blood transfusions and I'm sure you'll be checking in with about two or three times a day and you know yeah. just hoping for a steady progress I think one thing to, to, to remember here is that um, illnesses that come on very suddenly like that you know Often they can also recover very suddenly, and things can look very dramatic. But they're not nearly, they're not always as 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 um, the prognosis isn't always as, as bad as people fear. Um, okay. Animals animals can can recover from um, you know quite serious illnesses like this. They can make quite astonishingly quick recoveries too. So let's yeah. hope that that's what happens in this case. Yeah, okay. you, you feel sorry for them, don't you? Yeah, they they can't understand what's happening. That, I think that's the really difficult thing. Your dog doesn't know why, you know, why he's gone to the vet and why this is all going on. And it's it's a very difficult thing emotionally for you. I know. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been awful. Mm. Um, Pete, could it possibly have been? Are they the same symptoms as uh, poisoning, rat poison? Uh, the the only thing that's odd about poisoning is you wouldn't normally have a high temperature with poisoning. So if a dog right. if a dog has a fever, then that does suggest more some some sort of infection, infection. whether it's a parvovirus or whether it's another virus or whether it's a bacterial infection. But certainly that would be that would push you more towards that but sh- your vet will be looking at all these different aspects and I'm sure they'll 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 update you if you if you contact them yeah. regularly all right okay.
Best of luck, Hi, Caroline. Man. Best of luck. Okay, what's your, what, what's your pet's name? Yogi. Yogi Bear. Yeah, okay, we wish Yogi all the best. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks. Caroline. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, thanks Pete Pete uh, Weatherburn our vet here from uh, Bray Vet Old Connor Avenue in Bray and Pete's website which is petethevet.com another one here my dog is permanently scratching I only now feed him mince and veg and give him cod liver oil is there anything else you can do is that related oh, who knows I mean like if you ask for a list of things that can make dogs itch there's about a hundred different things seriously so, yeah yeah yeah, I could just start talking and give you a hundred different causes easily. So it's 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 very very common, and it's not possible to say that this is the answer for every dog. Food allergy, which is what she seems to be talking about, is actually a very rare cause of itchiness in dogs, um, and um, you know it's something which does happen, but it would be the exception rather than the rule. The, the only real answer with with itchy dogs is to be methodical about it, and that means engaging with a vet like saying okay my dog's itching what should we do and the vet will take you through the process the logical process of ruling out the various different causes the fleas is that where you start fleas and lice and other parasites yet yeah, they'd be the first things to rule out um and you, so you treat for those and a number of dogs will get better so fine um and then you would say okay well what about um allergies what about allergies and there's all sorts of do, allergies do, uh, um, dogs have um dermatologists as such. Uh, there, you know. there are, yeah. So, yeah. like, it, it really is a complicated subject and, I mean, you don't nec- you don't need to go to dermatologists straight away. Like, vets in practice would be trained in, in, in dealing with, you know, the basic itchy dog. It's one of the most common things that we see. Um, so, you talk to your local vet first and it's only once, you, once, you've ru- once they've ruled out all allergies and they've, they've ruled out everything else that you get to the, the more complicated area of doing things like skin biopsies and um, maybe diagnosing things like rare autoimmune diseases and having to talk to dermatologists about the, the more um, complex... Could it be the food? It's very unlikely. Very unlikely. But you hear people, you know, breaking out with things if they eat particular food. Yeah, Isn't no, that the no, same no, for it dogs? Does, it, it does happen. It does happen. Um, but it would be... Um, much less common than, let's say, allergies to pollens and dusts in the air. That's really common in dogs. So, uh, what should this uh, texture do about their about the diet? Um, well, I, th- I think that they do need to talk to their vet about this. You know, it, look, there are some dogs that do develop dietary allergies, but um, you know, it's it's a very specific diagnosis. So, before just launching onto a special diet to try to stop a dog itching you would do far better to actually talk to your local vet about what sort of itchiness your dog has and what sort of diet would be appropriate to try to rule out food allergy if that's suspected. Like, just giving mince and veg isn't necessarily the best way of ruling out food allergy anyway. It's it's more complicated than that. All right. Um, okay, you're at the start of the process by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, must be driven mad there, permanently scratching all the time. Mm, you feel sorry for the dog again. It's a horrible thought. Um, Pete, just one last thing. How's... Um, going to say Operation Transformation, but you're in uh, Animal A&E. How's yeah, that getting on? It's, it's great. I'm really loving it. We're filming a, a section every week and it'll be going out later on, I think in March and April, starting. There's like 22 episodes in this series coming up and our, our Brave Vet is featuring in, in every one of those. So, so like, 
obviously there's lots of lots of material to gather so we've been having fun um doing exactly that every week um puts you under pressure but it's nice pressure i like okay, it okay yeah, and that's why peter's in on a friday rather than his normal time of a thursday because he's filming at the moment <laughs> you know and by the way talking about pressure yeah um, on Sunday, I'll be taking part in Helen Back, which, as you, I'm sure you know, is happening in Kilrudry. And yes, yeah, again, uh, yeah. And I th- think people should know that there are 55 vets and students dressed as animals who are going to be doing it on Sunday. So, like, you know, it's going to be a bit of a spectacle. Right, makes a change from the animals dressed as vets. <laughs> um, Pete Weatherburn, thanks very much indeed. You can see Pete on TV3 on their AM programme, uh, the morning programme there, with Aidan and Mark and Sinead, but uh, also um, watch out for him on Animal A&E. And uh, it's petethevet.com to hear this broadcast again. Pete Weatherburn from Brave Vet. Thanks very much indeed, Pete. Thank you.